Wrapping up season two of the podcast with this episode, episode 25. I can't believe it's been two years already. How about that, huh? Time flies. But I must say it's been a wonderful journey so far. When I embarked on this podcast journey in late 2020, I had some goals and specific directions for the trajectory that I wanted the podcast to take. But in the last two years, through the ups and downs, the project has far exceeded my expectations. And I give most of the credit to my previous guests who I've learned so much from, and of course you, the listener. You've helped make the podcast what it has become. So to you all, I say thank you. Your support is well appreciated. Onward and forward, the journey continues. Welcome to episode 25. Let's get started, shall we? Welcome to the Rookie Runners Podcast, a show that explores the challenges and conversations runners are having as they begin their running journey. We run to become the best versions of ourselves, embrace the process, and enjoy each and every step. Now, here's your host, Ray Gerard. And welcome aboard once again. Hope you are well. November was a busy month. Then again, November is a busy month for everyone, right? There's all sorts of things happening. It's marathon season if you're a runner, and there's Thanksgiving, family, etc. It's no different for me. This November, this past November, I ran the New York City Marathon with my daughter. It was an epic event. I went up there to run it with her, to pace her. She did well. She achieved a 17-minute PR. So we give her a round of applause. I'll definitely be having an episode so we can share the experience. That will be coming up in a few weeks or so, but definitely. Congrats, Jen. You did really well. It was my first world major marathon, so I really enjoyed the experience of running New York City. If you've never run New York City, you definitely want to put it on your list as the one to do, for sure. And two weeks later, after New York, I ran one of my other favorite races, which is the Norfolk Harbor Half Marathon. This was my third year running it. Did well. Didn't PR this time around, but I came close. And just last week, December 4th, I ran the Christmastown Dash in Williamsburg, Virginia. That's a really fun race. Got an opportunity to see some of my friends that I haven't seen in a while. And it's a race that goes right through Christmastown at Bush Gardens in Williamsburg, Virginia. That was also my third time running it and uh, achieved a course PR in the process. So lots of fun, lots of activity. My training has gone well in 2022, so I will keep doing what I'm doing. You know, if it's not broken, don't try to fix it, right? <laughs> and I'll be wrapping up 2022 with about 1,400 miles or so, which is about average for me. But in 2023, I plan on increasing mileage, so we'll be doing that gradually. Speaking of 2023, setting up some new goals for the podcast as well as we move forward. So stay tuned. You will not be disappointed. In segment two, my guest today is Anthony Galsam. Anthony's running journey has been a fascinating one. His running philosophy, discipline, and involvement in the running community will simply inspire and motivate you. So without further delay, let's jump right into segment two with my interview with Anthony Galsam. Hello, Anthony. How's it going? 
Hey, Ray. Morning. How's it going? Good. It's very good here. Excellent. Good morning. And uh, thank you for joining me on the podcast. Really glad to have you aboard. Yeah. Thank uh, you for inviting me. Oh, sure. Absolutely. And you are in sunny Florida right now, right? Yeah. Just uh, finished our, our half marathon. Ah. And uh, it was great. You know, it's our second OUC half this year. And, you know, there's someone that I was mentoring and, you know, coaching over the past, I guess, you know, 14 months now and okay. you know, mission successful. He PR'd <laughs> and that's why I came down here. It's a great feeling when you mentor someone and they achieve a personal best as a result. So that's awesome. Congrats to him or her. Thank you. <laughs> Excellent. Thank you. So Anthony, tell the audience a little bit about yourself, where you're from originally, your background, and when did you start your running journey? Yeah, so this is going to be a uh, <laughs> a complex mm-hmm. answer question. Um, you know, we'll, we'll start where, where cool. I uh, came from. Um, I, I was born in Queens, New York. I uh, lived in Hawaii and California, and um, you know, because of my family relocating due, uh, for jobs, mm-hmm. uh, we came back to New York at, uh, around you know, late '80s or early '90s. Um, both my parents uh, worked for the city, so um, you know, my mom's a retired uh, healthcare worker; she's a nurse, and my father worked for uh, our housing department. Uh, my father was also athletic in his time. You know, he played baseball and, ah, did, okay. and did some things with, uh, you know, Army ROTC. So fitness and discipline was something that he he had in his DNA already. Mm-hmm. Um, you inherited me, some of that, I'm sure. Yes, yes, <laughs> some of it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and um, in terms of my athletic journey, I, I started in school. You know, I did play basketball for a little bit, but I, you know, I got into competitive running in my uh, junior year in high school. Um, I, you know, did some cross country, uh, also, uh, did indoor and outdoor track and field events and then came college, which I did a portion, you know, my first two years, uh, you know, a portion of my college life in division one track and field and cross country. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it was a little bit difficult, uh, since in, you know, balancing the student athlete life and, you know, uh, <laughs> fighting the temptations of the, you know, the, the social sphere, uh, back in the day was, uh, was a task and you're always traveling, you're always studying. So I really didn't have much of a social life since I was just focused in school. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, we'll skip to, uh, my, my early, early twenties where I spent a good amount of my, uh, early career in active duty military. Uh, mm-hmm. so, you know, being fit was part of the job requirement. That was a, you know, you fail two or three times, you're, you're due to termination. I you maybe do. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So it, I had to keep a level of fitness, you know, and the running I experienced in the air force was a lot different from the running. Now, you know, you, I, my life was just to pass that 1.5 mile run, uh, the push ups, of course, and the sit ups and of course the waist measurement, which, you know, are all precursors to, to staying <laughs> or being eligible for reemployment or oh, sure. reenlistment rather. <laughs> so, um, you know, the, the, I want to say I had several blocks in my running resumes. You know, we're talking years. Um, and I want to say I recently got back into running, uh, relatively speaking, maybe early 2019 and 2018 uh, when I ran my first New York Road Runners race, okay. which was a 5K. And I guess since then I caught the running bug. That's excellent. And you spent time in the Air Force, you said. Thank you for your service. Oh, yeah. Thank you. Uh, yes. And yes, you, uh, you and I, we have something in common I was a track athlete in high school as well. I did uh, mid-distance and as well as uh, uh, some sprints. So uh, I find that the uh, the muscle memory remains with us. If we stay fit while we're young, 
it stays with us uh, for life if we maintain it, right? Uh, yes, definitely. Uh, you you keep you know you, you you know the foundations. It's just yes reactivating the the habits exactly. Um, in high school, I did run the two hundred uh, to the to the eight hundred mm-hmm. and a yeah, 2.5 mile cross country, which I thought was very fun. Um, when I got into college, you know, I kept up with the four hundred to the mile. Um, so I know what it's like to run in the 50 split range and, you know, sub five for the mile, uh, which was, you know, it was okay, but it wasn't super competitive for the mile. Yeah. Um, it was really more the cost cross country where I was introduced to longer distance from the 8k and the 10k. Mm-hmm. Um, to be quite frank, I didn't like it. I hated it. You know, uh, running a running a 34 minute uh, 10k was not fun. I was just inching for indoor season to start for every uh, track meet that, uh, we took part in, um, but my coach had a bigger vision at that time, and I didn't see it. But looking back at it now, I, I see what what she was trying to do. And oh, that's uh, great! Yeah, and it's amazing. Yeah, to be honest, like, when we yeah, look it's back, yeah, we connect the dots. Looking backwards, mm-hmm. I noted that uh, one of your favorite quotes is by a Stoic philosopher Seneca, which reads, "Luck is what happens when preparation meets opportunity." And when I saw the, that quote on your page, uh, it resonated well with me. Uh, in the last mm-hmm. two years, uh, from what I've seen in your running journey, you've been an embodiment of that philosophy in terms of your work ethic and consistency. Your running progress has been phenomenal. From the 5K to the marathon, you've dropped some impressive numbers and personal best times on the roads, as well as the track. What has that process been like for you uh, in the last four or five years? It was initially a challenge. Uh-huh. Um, the reason why I picked that quote, uh, because I was one of those, I guess, fans when it comes to sports saying, oh, that was pure luck, or mm. he's lucky he has a talent, or she's lucky that she was able to do this. Um, and, you know, we only see the tip of the iceberg. We don't see the other oh, uh, so true. The other part. So for me, you know, I, I start to envision that in my you know, in my, in my day to day, I say that to myself, you know, look, it's, uh, I don't want to be that person who says that anymore. I want to be the person that other people say that about, you know, mm-hmm. and I also want to tell others that it's because of the preparation, you know, uh, it's not just about having the speed gene or DNA in you. It's also about the preparation and how you not just start up the process, but also maintain it. And well, maintaining is also another part of the journey, which has been, um, you know, at first it becomes a task, a job, but then mm-hmm. in the end, it becomes more of a, a habit. And as you know, um, I am in a run streak, you know, where I do a minimum of a mile a day. Okay. Um, of course, I surpassed that <laughs> uh, with my training. Um, and, you know, this this kind of stems down to, you know, I could do other things that may not be healthy to my body. I could take part in just a happy hour every day. But you know what? Mm-hmm. Why don't we just take a look at this at a different end and do something healthy every day? Yes. Uh, eat, eat something healthy every day. So, um, I it mean, it adds up. Yeah, it adds up. You know, it's a, it's it's almost like the uh, the compound effect where you add small little habits in the short run, but in the bigger scheme of things, you see monumental results. Mm-hmm. Which is why you know that quote to me resonates uh, very much with my DNA. Yes, and I agree with you hundred percent. A lot of people they they look at your results they don't think about all the hard work that went into those results previously. And uh, only we know what we had to go through to get to where we are. 
And currently your 5K PR is in the sub-18 range, uh, which is pretty impressive. And your half-marathon PR is in the sub-130 range, if I'm stating that correctly. And yes. you are a marathoner as well. What is your favorite racing distance in that range? Oh, man, it's, it's hard to say. Um, I, I want to say right now my most favorite would have to be a marathon. Mm. Yeah. And, and why do you prefer the longer distances? More challenging or? Uh, yes, uh, but the journey to the to the finish line is what I enjoy the most. Mm, um, okay. As you as you know, we would take anywhere between two to four months to prep up for a marathon, and for sure. me, I I take a combination of you know community runs, uh, long runs with other local run clubs, or just starting the workouts myself. And you know, most of my runs have been alone, but when I'm in that community run, uh, doing a long run, I get to see and experience a journey with other people. Yes. Even if they're not doing this. You know, even if they're not prepping for the same race, so that in itself is is fuel, uh, fuel right before race day. Because you know, as you know, as a seasoned marathoner yourself, mm-hmm. you're gonna need you're gonna need all the whys and whats once you're past mile twenty three. <laughs> exactly. Oh <laughs> yeah. my goodness, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. And the shared experience when you run with the community makes a big difference as well. Every once in a while, I do run alone the majority of the time. But I find mm-hmm. that when I get together with a community run group, it kind of uh, puts things in a different perspective when you see others trying to reach their own goals and you get Absolutely. an opportunity. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 I, I actually remember uh, when you visited us last year, when you um, ran with us in Adidas. Yes. It was a great experience. Yes. Very, very good experience. That was a lot of fun. I hope to do it again. Yeah. Yep. Definitely. You've already logged over 2,500 miles for the year. Give us an idea of what tra- your training methodology looks like. Do you practice the 80-20 uh, training principle, which is where a lot of runners do 80% of their runs easy and 20% hard? And if so, what do your harder efforts and speed work look like? Uh, the quick answer is yes. And the harder workouts um, are, you know, I like to call them more quality workouts. Yeah, okay. Um, they, they will consist of hill repeats, um, and it's not just you know ten times going you know going up at a sprint pace and going down. I actually timed the hill repeats as, as in thirty five minutes doing the same hill and jogging back down Interesting. Uh, within the time span. Yes, and you, of course you you know you see my track workouts. They could be anywhere between the four hundred meters times twelve or ten times twelve hundred meters with a ninety second to two minute full recovery. Mm-hmm. Um, and you also have the uh, progression runs, which could be anywhere between a 15K to a 13-miler, where the first 10K is you know easy conversational pace, then you move up to the moderate pace, anywhere between the you know eight sub eight and below, um, and eventually negative splitting uh, your last mile. You know, kind kind of like mimicking a a tempo towards the end, and then of course you have your your uh, tempo uh, speed workups uh, where I do some pickups here and there and, you know, keep the distance under, under eight miles during on season when I'm running with the community, I pick certain groups, uh, you know, pace groups to, to, to be with. So I set that expectation, whether it's going to be an eight thirty or sub eight pace yes. uh, for over 18 miles. Mm-hmm. Um, and one of my favorite uh, routes is actually from, uh, from motive and why it's one of our, um, you know, physical therapy clinics, uh, that, that has some of these long runs that start in Chinatown and it ends in the Rockaways. Mm-hmm. So 
<laughs> just by explaining that distance alone, like why would you want to go to the Rockaways on foot? I don't even like driving there. <laughs> right. <laughs> but, yeah. So you know, doing doing that uh, at least three to four times during the summer is part of your training block. You know, uh, it it not only tests your your physical prowess, but you know your mental. I guess your mental stability because after you know, after mile ten, even in a training run, you know some some. Some newbies. I know. I I, I was one of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, you tend to panic, especially when it's super hot. And you oh know, sure, yeah. And what I love about the community is, you know, we have the support. We have not just the backdrop, but the hydration support and each other to lean on. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, but you know, back to the eighty twenty. Uh, that's kind of like where my my uh, quality workouts come from. And of course, my eighty twenty, my eighty percent would be my one hour uh, constant cardio or my thirty five minute jogs, which is really uh, meant to you know, recover from post-race. Yes. And speaking of 80-20, I can attest to the fact that you do follow it to the letter because your your 80% easy is truly easy. A lot mm-hmm. of the guys, they'll go out for an easy run and they're still pushing it. Their heart rate is still up there. But you, you, you stay consistent with the 80-20, just like the elites. The elites really follow the, the rule and uh, do well as a result. So kudos to yeah, you. Yeah, I'm... Yeah, absolutely. It's funny because um, I remember, uh, you know, Raul and our team actually met, met, uh, and I had a discussion about 820 after one of the races. Okay. And he was asking, like, how is it I, ru- I run or I'm able to jog 11 minutes split every so often? Yeah. But during race day, I'm able to drop, you know, sub 19 at a 5K. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> That's what it's all about. Yeah. <laughs> it's amazing because yeah. you, you can hold a 515, 520 pace. But yet, when you do your easy runs, you go at 9, 9.30. So, mm-hmm. yeah, it goes to show. We're both members of the Unforgiving Fitness and Track Club, uh, or marathon team, I should say. Yeah. Shout out yeah. to our teammates and our captain and founder, Joel Almonte. Yeah. Uh, the team has been instrumental in inspiring, motivating, and contributing to my development in the, over the last two years. The whole idea that iron sharpens iron applies here, right? How yes. has joining the team contributed to your development and success over the last two years? Uh, you know, to be honest, it first felt like an online competition, mm, <laughs> to be, okay. you know, cause we, you know, we, we, uh, we kind of like came together virtually on social media and yes. you know, we kind of got together during, I guess the late 2020s. Correct. That's, that's uh, right. or, or, yeah. So, so as soon as I started seeing, you know, all of you logging in your miles and, and Strava and then, you know, you select the leaderboard who's logging the most distance. It became like, you know what? I'm doing this streak. I see everyone's consistent. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, why not, why not prep for a race or prep for, uh, for an event, uh, sooner than later, you know? And, um, it, it became like more, uh, a bench line, you know, a, mm-hmm. uh, a, sh- a short bench line, um, course we're all friends here yes. uh with, with, with everyone you know with uh, sarah raul uh, mike and of you know course. who can you know in, in, in everyone's uh running journey so i i think for me you know most of my training again is done alone it's it's good to see that there is an online community that's that's overseeing a transformation in, within themselves as well and you know that's been instrumental to my growth both, yes. both as a person and I agree. an athlete so yeah, you know, shout out to everyone else. You know, shout out to to your progress as well. Yeah, I've definitely seen your improvement. Thank you. Yeah, it's yeah. been it's been quite a journey, and I'm really enjoying the process. I see the improvement. So whenever I see improvement in my own efforts, it tells me that the training is working. So I keep doing what I'm doing, tweaking mm-hmm. here and there to make good things happen. 
you are a part of an organization called the Twenty Four by Seven Movement. Yes. Tell me a little bit more about the movement's initiative and how it's making a positive difference in the community. Yeah, yeah. So I'm glad you asked that. Um, mm-hmm. If it wasn't for Twenty Four Seven Movement, honestly, I don't think Joel would have noticed me. <laughs> to, ah, okay. um, you know, it's a it's a run club. Um, you know, it's unsanctioned. We were originally trying to set something up back with New York Roadrunners at that time. But being that the pandemic was, you know, in its peak, mm-hmm. you know, we were really more of a, uh, a a resource, an inspirational resource for folks, not just around New York, but around the world, you know. And uh, we actually um, did uh, did take part in a ultra marathon relay. Uh, so we are, you know, in essence, a team. You know, mm-hmm. we are a team composed of many teams. We have folks from Brooklyn Track Club, from North Brooklyn Runners, uh, Queens Distance, you name it. Um, we even have some folks in the Philippines and Kenya that took part in this race. And nice. I believe we, yeah, we, we scored pretty well uh, from an inter- international standpoint. And, you know, when if you know anything about the Speed Project in person, um, it's a it, it's a race that, that starts in L.A. and ends in Vegas. Yes, I'm um, familiar with it. Mm-hmm. Yes. So with the, the Speed Project DIY, uh, it's, you know, do it yourself. You could have either six people do it or you could have the freestyle, which is what we did. Uh, Ten or more members could do it. And we had two teams of over 20 people who've done it. And, man, man I, I can tell you this, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, as, as a team administrator or learning how to, you know, manage people uh, even remotely, uh, that in itself is a challenge, you know. Um, mm-hmm. It's not. It's not even about speed. It's not even about who's the fastest. It's. It's also about filling in the gaps, filling in the holes. You know, um, working together. Uh, some people may fall off. Some people might not even be able to do the run, even though they paid for their online bib. And you know, they say that it will be part of this challenge. And you know, life happens. And I totally sure. understand that. Yeah. So you know, <laughs> our our first team, um, I believe, was a success. You know, we actually had a lot of. Uh, actually, our first and second team, um, they're not going to be doing any more Speed Project DIYs anymore uh, as of uh, this year. So, you know, the first two years, 2020, 2021, was a great learning process, learning about other runners, uh, you know, key strengths are, you know, opportunities for improvement, especially in myself. Mm-hmm. Um, I've learned a, a lot about how to take things seriously, but still having fun while doing it, which was great. And, you know, back to the origins of the Run Club, you know, uh, 24-7 movement uh, was founded on October 10th, uh, you know, which is World Mental Health Awareness Day. Mm -hmm. And the point of it is to, you know, uh, emphasize the importance of movement, whether it's a run, a swim, or a jog, or even just a... Uh, a, a cycling session, you know, every movement counts towards someone's uh, fitness journey, even even their mental fitness journey, which is critical to, you know, um, dur- during the time of the pandemic. I agree. Yeah. Um, especially for me, uh, when I was, you know, I was working out of a nonprofit at that time. And, you know, I, I physically had to reloc- relocate to Brooklyn temporarily because I was living with older people at that time, uh, mm-hmm. you know, with my family. And, you know, working remotely uh, in the healthcare environment was such a challenge. Um, people I can imagine. Sick. Yeah, yeah, de- dealing with staff shortages. You know, your nine to five becomes a nine to nine. Yes. And to, to be quite honest, I didn't want to be that person who was married to their desk. 
mm-hmm. and worried about a spreadsheet to be sent out at 7 a.m. So I also didn't want to be feeding into the social elements of, you know, day drinking. You know, uh, I live mm-hmm. in Bed-Stuy, <laughs> not too far from this uh, bar called Do or Die of Bed-Stuy, which is pretty funny because we, we had the biggie mural not too far from that block. <laughs> okay. I know exactly <laughs> what that is, too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, um, you know, we, since bars couldn't let any patrons in, um, every so often you would find some some folks in the neighborhood just chill out in the, in the block and just day drink um, after five or after seven. And I didn't want to feed into that, I guess, social addiction. Yes. You found something <laughs> so, different. Yeah, I found something different. Um, shout out to my, my buddy, Farah. She is the founder for that group. And, you know, she's, she actually started a run streak before me and put me, well, she asked me, if, how do I feel about running every single day? And at first it was, you know, I'm thinking like, don't you need rest days? Mm-hmm. You, know, it's, you, know, you know, but then I realized, you know, rest can be, can be given even at the slightest movement. So why not try it out for seven days and see how I feel after 21 days? And after 21 days, you know, it becomes a habit. So I find myself doing at least a mile a day uh, during my recovery um, sessions. Um, And now I am at day 925. So That is excellent. (laughs) And the body adapts as well when you do something over and over. Speaking of recovery... I think the body adapts and you get a lot of recovery while you sleep as well, while you're resting. Mm-hmm. So yeah. uh, the streak uh, is, it's doable. I'm sure. It, it's doable. Um, but you know, just the wise, some, some wise advice is a streak is good uh, for everyone, but it may not be good for it. You know, everyone at their current state, you know, good point. Um, good point. Yeah. Uh, because for me, I, I can tell you right now how many blisters I've had, you know, mm. um, I don't want to get into too much detail, but, you know, <laughs> okay. with, the, with the skin and, of course, your ankles and the shin splints, uh, after a while, the body will, it's funny how the body will choose to heal itself in other circum- harsh cir- circumstances. Sure, sure. But uh, it, it, it takes a while, and the process and the journey was very, very um, painful at, at one point. Um, I've actually been to uh, two, uh, three physical ther- therapy sessions to mitigate the pain, and mm-hmm. I, to be quite frank, I almost ended my streak. Uh, before the 200 day mark oh my goodness um, yeah there were several times i was almost there <laughs> and and um but you persevered yeah yeah uh, i've had three marathon prs four half marathon prs and i'm very curious to see what 2023 looks like oh i'm sure 2023 the best is yet to come anthony <laughs> yeah yeah it's just uh we got it like you said we got a tweak yes um, yeah I'm, I'm i'm thinking i feel like i i'm going through a you know, an, uh, a slight overload where you put too many races in one quarter. Mm-hmm. So, you know, my next race is Disney in January. Um, I'll let you know whether or not I'm actually going to be racing racing that or will I just be, you know, fun running it. But sure. we'll see. <laughs> Speaking of which, let's talk about your goals moving forward. I know one of them is to explore the ultra marathon distances. How do you plan on getting there? And are there any other short or long term goals you want to add to your running resume? Yeah, so a um, couple, you know, there's a couple personal engagements I have to uh, do in the spring, um, mm-hmm. which kind of like, which may push my ultra goals you know, further down the year, or maybe even further into the next year. Okay. Um, so what I say that is a long-term goal. Um, you know, doing a longer distance past the marathon. You know, I I I really want to prep myself correctly, um, and when I do, I may honestly just go out to 
you know, do a five hour run and we'll see what five hours takes, you know, where it takes me. Sure. It might take me around Queens to Brooklyn or it might be take me around Man- the island of Manhattan one lap. And <laughs> right. once I do, yeah, once I do a yeah. 31 miler, that's it. I get to call myself an unofficial, whether it's unofficial or official, it, you're I've still done an ultra distance. Exactly. Yeah. You're still an ultra marathoner, of course. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, and, I, I am exploring other um, races out of state. Um, just something that's not within the New York Roadrunner space, something that might be a little bit different. Mm-hmm. So an ultra event maybe down south or maybe in the west coast might, is something that I'm looking forward to. It's just that uh, I, I am aware that things like bad water is, is probably not going to happen because I have to do <laughs> some uh, other another um, ultra marathon to be, to be even considered for that. Sure. So I'm going I'm to start it. You know, the shorter the shorter the shorter distance, the better, <laughs> just mm-hmm. so I can get my name on the you know. On the roster, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> for, for the ultra field. Yeah. yeah. And this is a question that I ask all my guests. Uh, for the new runners, the new the rookie runners out there that are just starting out, and you as a coach, what advice would you share that will allow them to have some longevity in the sport? Because I think that's what it's all about, longevity. I, I've noticed that a lot of guys, they get into running, and a few years later they disappear because they couldn't maintain that rigorous plan or, or a pursuit. So what is your advice to the new runners starting out in terms of longevity? Oh man. Um, from the couch to 5k is one thing. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> uh, cause now after the couch, to, after that 5k, it's now what, you know? Yeah. Um, that's where I started I, couch to 5k. I, that app is still in my phone. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, I, I think it, 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 it more, it stems more as to why, why someone does what they do, whether it's a job or a sport, mm-hmm. right? And, you know, should a new athlete get into the sport and retain themselves, uh, I guess the best advice I could tell them is to, you know, start uh, start slow. You know, start slow and start it short. So that way one does not go through nu- numerous injuries, mm-hmm. um, numerous discomfort, which can definitely set a bad experience for, for just about for anyone. Yes. Um, and to be honest, that's, that's what, that's what happened to me. You know, I've been injured so many times between 2010 all the way to 2018, um, which is why I have so many gaps. I I was actually turned off, um, and discouraged by in, in running in general. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I, I also think that new runners need to educate themselves. There's resources out there. It's free. You know, they need to educate themselves on, the footwear, um, clothing. Um, yes. Yeah. Uh, also, uh, run courses, you know, and you know, even if you're just training in, in the trails or even, or even Central Park or Prospect Park, uh, explore other courses, explore other scenic views. You know, that's also why I like to run my, my easy paces at certain neighborhoods because, you know, that this may or may not be a neighborhood I'm used to going through. So why not explore it? Right. You know, I'm, and as, as for someone who lives in Long Island City, Queens, you know, I'm, I live closer to Manhattan. So my comfort zone is North Brooklyn, uh, going to Williamsburg or even going to Central Park. And then I take the train home. Okay. Um, every so often you might see me run to uh, run, run towards the east, run towards Northern Boulevard into into Queens, going into Woodside, Sunnyside and, you know, uh, eventually Queens Boulevard uh, all the way straight into Forest Hills. So that that, that is a hike. <laughs> that is a, a distance in itself. Uh, and not too many people do that, you know. Most of these runners, uh, and you know, we're gonna we might step into culture here for a bit. 
uh, when you think of a runner, you think of someone who looks very lean, mm-hmm. um, wears short shorts and tight, uh, a tight tank top and runs around Central Park. And, <laughs> right. Yeah, to be honest, that's, yeah. that's not, that's not all of us. No. And, and when they see someone like me go into one of these neighborhoods, you know, neighbors or folks in the community are like, Oh, what's he running from? <laughs> yeah. But, or, I've experienced whereas, that myself. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So where if I'm running in, in Manhattan, it's like, Oh, it's another central park runner. Mm-hmm. And they don't, again, they don't know where I'm coming from. They don't know um, that I do this quite a bit, you know, running into Manhattan back into Queens is, is one of my favorite loops. Um, you know, it's all about the exploration, you know, to try something different, try something new, uh, set, set reachable boundaries um, yes. for yourself. If you want to keep, if you want to see yourself retained in this sport, and that's what I could, uh, I, that's what I could say to, excellent to anyone. After so, all, it's, it's yeah. a, it is a journey, and you have to mm-hmm. pursue it as Absolutely. such. And speaking of uh, community diversity, uh, I've learned that you believe that society is going through a major cultural transformation and awareness, mm-hmm. and I agree. I think this will prove to be a step in the right direction for society as a whole. Can you elaborate elaborate on that a bit more, this cultural transformation? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, we're, we're, we're stepping into to a, a new arena uh, as a, a collective whole. Um, I've noticed that society is not just in, this, in New York, but even just a running community in general, uh, whether you go to Chicago, uh, Boston, uh, and I, I even noticed this in Berlin, that you're, you're going to find some more people of color, uh, people who look like me, look like us, who are participating in the sport. Yes. Um, and I know I mentioned that, hey, you know, most of the folks that run, uh, the stereotype is they're just Central Park or residents who live close to Central Park, and that's no longer the case. Mm-hmm. We have a lot of folks who are coming from the farther re- re- reaches of the boroughs who are taking part in uh, or creating their own running community, which I think is great. I live in Queens, and with Queens alone, it's the, the most diversified or the most ethnically diverse borough out of the whole city of New York. Mm-hmm. Uh, with that said, you know you have the other local running crews. You have the, the Queens Rebels. You have Queens Distance Runners. You have Team Wepa. Uh, there's there's other groups forming now, uh, or that's that that's that's that I'm seeing uh, in, in the races now that. 10 years ago, I would have never saw. Yes. You know? and, and I love the Adidas group as well, which I've run with. My daughter's part of it. It's yes. just uh, amazingly diverse as well. Yes, absolutely. So, you know, when, you know, when you see gr- like groups, for instance, Adidas, it's, as you know, it's, it's an international community. You're going to see people from different walks of life, different cultures, different languages, uh, even in the Berlin uh, or, or uh, Tokyo or, you know, another large city overseas, you're going to see people of different colors and body types. Mm-hmm. And I definitely see, you know, experienced that firsthand when I, when running with them uh, back in 2019. And I thought it was great. You know, uh, every so often I will, uh, I will do a long run with them or a workout. Um, you know, not, not only, be, not just because of the workout, but just, just for the sense of community that they have. Um, I just wish there were just more days in the week so I could divide my time up and, you know, if I could, I would run with every other running crew yeah. <laughs> every week or every other day. But, you know, <laughs> that's another challenge us yeah. runners have is that we have to balance it out with uh, real life uh, work and, you know, and other activities. But we, we figure out a way. 
we manage, right? We manage our time mm-hmm. along the way. But wow, we we touch on a lot of different subjects, and I'm so happy to have had a chance to talk to you. It's uh, I, I was like listening intently to every single one of your answers because they were so enlightening to me, and uh, I'm really glad to have had the opportunity to interview you, Anthony. And yeah, absolutely, yeah, Thanks. and. I definitely wish you the best moving forward. Please tell the audience where they can follow you on social media and keep up with your journey. This is a fascinating journey. Yeah, absolutely. Um, again, my social media um, handle and Instagram is the original Anthony G. Um, I use this account a lot more than my Facebook. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, yeah, you could also find me on Facebook. I'm more active on this, and you know, I, I, I am part of the Unforgiven Facebook group. I believe we do post a lot of uh, information there on you know workouts, suggestions. Yes, and uh, you know, uh, if anyone has any advice to give someone, you know, transitioning into a longer running distance, I'm all ears. You can feel feel free to hit me up on there, or if you know, any new runner wants to reach out to me, asking me just general uh, general questions that, uh, you know, I can be reached there. And, uh, of course, shout out to my buddy Eugene. I know I mentioned this earlier. He was the one who raced uh, in OEC half uh, mm-hmm. the other day. So uh, he he did he did do well. Five-minute PR. Congratulations. Um, you know, to, Eugene is yeah. his name? Eugene, yeah. Congratulations, he, uh, Eugene. Yeah. All the best um, to you. Yeah, he's an unforgiven fan, and uh, excellent. <laughs> hope, hopefully, we can get him to uh, run some more um, within the next year or so. But well, we'll see how Disney treats us. Excellent, <laughs> and we'll get back to you there. Sounds good. Well, Anthony, it's been a pleasure chatting with you. I wish you all the very best and continued success moving forward. I'm sure you're going to do well. We're going to stay in touch, and I'm sure we'll run together again soon. Yeah, we'll do. Looking all right. forward. All right, take care. All the best. Thanks. Listening to the Rookie Runners Podcast. Be inspired to be a better runner today. And remember, you're always your toughest competitor. We run to find some part of ourselves yet undiscovered. Embrace the process and enjoy the journey. And now, stepping back to the mic, here is Ray Gerard. And welcome to segment three. Be inspired. Inspiration, motivation, that's what. The Rookie Wonders Podcast is all about. That's what all of my guests have brought to the table over the last two years. I appreciate you all. Many thanks to Anthony once again for sharing his journey with us. This was one of my top five interviews. Really learned a lot. Really appreciate your presence, Anthony. Thank you again. And as we wrap up season two, I'd like to wish you all, my listeners, a happy and healthy, joyful holiday season. And as we all roll into 2023, it's time to reflect, right? It's time to set some goals, redefine the direction we want to take in terms of our personal development, our fitness, running, training protocols, etc. Personally, I don't do New Year resolutions. My goals and aspirations are ongoing. Nothing's written in stone. I try to remain flexible because sometimes you learn something new and you want to try something new. 
and that's okay. And I try to make the necessary adjustments along the way. For me, 2022 was a successful year. I achieved most of what I set out to do, with some exceptions. I'll be transparent here, with some exceptions. You see, that's the nature of life itself. Things will not necessarily be achieved all the time. You may set some goals and not get to them for a while, right? And after all, this is a journey. Every day, every month, every year presents a new opportunity to try again and to better your best. As someone once said, when setting goals, it's good to shoot for the moon because even if you don't make it, you'll still be among the stars. And I agree. Shout out to the 757 running community, my running friends, my teammates at Unforgiving Fitness, Marathon and Track Team. You all continue to be a source of motivation and inspiration for me. And I appreciate it. I want to say thank you. Thank you for a very solid 2022. The best is yet to come. The podcast continues to grow thanks to you all. And as you know, we can be found on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, iHeartRadio, CastBox, PocketCast, RadioPublic, Stitcher.com, among others. Feel free to leave me a voice message if you'd like at anchor.fm slash rookie runners. Just click send a message. I'll be happy to reply. As always, thank you for listening. All the best on your running journey. Stay strong, stay healthy, and run happy. Mm-hmm.